Welcome to the TuckCast with a splash of bourbon presented by Tuckasegee Fly Shopping Guide Service. Located at 3 Depot Street, Bryson City and 530 West Main Street, Silva, North Carolina. Tuckasegee Fly Shopping Guide Service is your number one stop prior and after your epic fly fishing adventure in Western North Carolina. Visit tuckflyshop.com for stream flow information. Book a guided trip or even shop for your official Tuckasegee Fly Shop gear. Follow the crew on Facebook at Tuckasegee Fly Shop, Instagram at Tuck Fly Shop, and on YouTube at Tuckasegee Fly Shop. Today's episode is brought to you by Norvox. From their original 1970s prototype to the latest Legacy C in five amazing colors. Radical Red, Sunset Orange, Shamrock Green, Royal Purple, Liberty Blue. Norvice has been committed to one thing, efficiency. By adding the Norvice Auto Bobbin to your Norvice, you can tie better flies faster. For more information, visit www.nor-vice.com. Here in our Silver Studios today, we have Coach Dale Diesel Collins, Bobby the Bearded Wonder Bennett, and I'm your host, Shannon, Big Mess Messer. You know how to tie a lucky fly. Is how that do the name you, of a fly? How do you tie a lucky fly? Tied on a shamrock green Norvice. Ooh, that's pretty clever, Just saying, just saying is all. How long did you think about that? About 10 seconds ago. Good. That's good. That, that sounded like something he thought about all week and was like, I can't wait to say it. No, I can't man, wait I, to say it. I, I done podcast. told you all that. <laughs> that's actually pretty clever. I mean, this shamrock green, that's how you tie a lucky fly. So that's why, uh, nah, can't go there. I did, now, I did talk about the... Um, can't go there. Talking about flies real quick. Yeah. The Georgia fly, how Georgia doesn't have a fly. Yes. Yep. We we need to find out from the Rabinites, and any Rabinites are listening. I don't know if, if maybe Randy knows. I don't know. Maybe a Foxfire. Something foxfire fly. Like, there's got to be. I know there's one. There's got to be. But it might just be so tight-lipped that it ain't going to make it into a fly bin. From what I understand, they're pretty tight-lipped anyway. Uh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> they're maps that know they're very tight-lipped on where they give information out where they fish personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From the, what I my understanding is, anyway. So, yeah, foxfire nymph or okay. foxfire fly. That's a tongue twister. Foxfire, fire, fire. So I did. I grew up near Foxfire, North Carolina. Y'all know where Foxfire, North Carolina is? Near where you grew up? There's a Foxfire, North Carolina. Is that down around Pinehurst area? It's right by Pinehurst. Mm-hmm. Golf courses. Right. There's another golf course. I did play Foxfire one time. Did you? I think I did. Yeah. yeah. It's got a couple <laughs> golf courses. Out there. Didn't they, rec- they recently yeah. had another golf course, I think, open down there. In Pinehurst? Pinehurst? Mm-hmm. I know there's a bunch, but yes, I think. They have one open every eight seconds, Shannon. Yeah. <laughs> It just blends in. Yeah, <laughs> just, that's right. They have any where you can wear the, uh, you know, jorts and stuff like that, or the jorts, jorts. Where jorts? I did go shirtless on a putting green there at the hotel. Yeah, how'd that work out? Nobody said anything to me. Yeah, but it was dang hot. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I was on a uh, a ret- an education retreat. Yeah, okay. And I'm down there in my Crocs, my putter. I'm putting. Because that's what you do on a putting green. And it was hot, and I took my shirt off. It was very uh, it was very delayed harvest-esque. 
Yeah. <laughs> nice. Good. Very nice. Very nice. I did try to tie a scooter stick. Scooter stick. Scooter stick Cahill. Mm-hmm. And I used it the other day. Yeah. Any luck? Yeah. Scooter stick. You know, after I got kind of quizzed the other day. That, about, that, that reminds me of uh, like a dog riding a scooter. Like, I don't know. It's mm, like the, the visual there. Just mm, didn't good. So, so, yeah. Is there a stick in it somehow? Like, why is it called the scooter stick or you just decided to call it? I just is called it like, scooter. I did modify the like fly. The pine so. cone you wipe your bum with? <laughs> scooter stick. You hesitate. Mm, could be. Mm. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's good. You know, after the other day getting quizzed about every fly in creation, I felt like playing that video. About felt like <laughs> where was where, Huge Joe Dirt? Yeah, man. Woo. Hi, man. Hi, man. We did play it. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we, played, we played it for Adam. <laughs> Adam, you remember this? He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, man. That's exactly what it felt like. And what are the odds? We kind of just talked about that recently. And yeah, somebody got us back. Joe Dirt called. We got, no, it came in. We, we got Do back. Do you think that was somebody that listened to this that was like, hey, let me mess with these guys? Uh, yeah, I, I, I wondered, but man, you I, got I don't Carolina know. Carolina Whoppers? Oh, yeah. you mean you ain't got none of No, oh, man. It was one It was one of those. Smoky ain't got no Smoky Mountain Ghost Turds. Well, was it that was, one of the bungholes? Yeah. <laughs> Smoking <laughs> sizzling bunghole. <laughs> yeah. That's that's about where John, I was at at that point. John told me he's like, you know, that wasn't really funny, but but it is true. That's what was funny about it. And I'm like, You mean Joe Dirt wasn't funny? That whole scene was hilarious. John. He kept just such a straight face and just like, Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. He's like, Yeah, I didn't really think that was funny. Like, oh, man, man, I think that whole movie's funny. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, it's come on, funny. John. Yeah. But uh good Good to have everybody back here. We missed Bobby last week, so this one, really, this really? one will be on vo- both audio and video if everything goes well. Last week, just audio. A good response back from that. And as before, we jump into today's topic. I think Dale has got the uh, the Derby edition. So we're going to do some Derby talk here, mm-hmm. just a little bit. But uh, thanks so, to uh, Steve and Carolyn for the for the gift. Thank you very much. Yep, the Hortons. From Alabama, they know a little bit about some Alabama barbecue sauce. Yes, um, but yes, thank you so much for this special Derby Edition, uh, 147th Woodford Reserve Derby Edition uh, bottle. This is a beautiful bottle, and I always talk about how how pretty bourbon bottles end up being. Um, but yeah, just a just a wonderful uh, wonderful gift there. Thank you guys, and I'm gonna pass it to Shannon there to you can get a little pour. I've already got a little bit here, um, but man, that. It was it was amazing. So the Derby, I mean, they they've run this thing for 147 consecutive years. So think about that. That's through the World Wars, through the Great Depression, through whatever. 1876. Like that's pretty awesome. 2020 didn't stop them. They still ran it. It was weird, but they still ran it. But normally there's 155,000 people there. This so far to date was the largest sporting event held in terms of spectators. Since, since what, like the Super Bowl? Or no, what? well, no, since reopening. Yeah. I think the Super Bowl wouldn't. No, I'm talking about the Super Bowl of 2020, not 2021 Super Bowl. The one before the pandemic. That no, no, no. The so best. this is, yeah. So since like everything's beginning to reopen, this is the largest sporting event. Yeah. I think it was around 50,000. But man, I got emotional watching it. I was mowing the yard and I took a break to I was listening to it on the headphones and man, just hearing the crowd get back in it. Um, 
it's one thing to watch horses go around a track, but you know the crowd. I mean, that's 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 what makes it. So, um, man, it was it was fun to watch. Um, the pre race stuff, they always you know pre race stuff is way too long. I mean, it's it's a horse. Well, race. they run other races. Not that NBC airs. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I watched they, them. They, I, I seen <laughs> I some. Them. I seen some of the earlier races. Yeah, did you? Earlier races there. They race on the grass. They race the on. The, they race well, on. They race different lengths. They do race on the dirt. They got they um, back to get it. But but nonetheless, there is that. Like I said I was mowing the yard. But they um. <laughs> but they they try to get into these mini documentaries with a particular horse, a particular mm. story about a breeder or a family. They're trying to find that storyline that's going to hook your attention and keep you in it. Then they got to go over the odds, all those things like that. It is a spectacle unlike any others. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You throw that in there, the Indianapolis 500, the Daytona 500. I mean, you look at those things, and they're going to maximize that. Yeah. Number one, for business. Because if you if you bought the rights to air that, you're selling all those advertisements and stuff. But they're, they're trying to maximize everything they can. But Watching an animal, natural, you know, it's it's amazing what they, you know, what a horse can do. And did you see that one guy laid down two point four million on that one? No, on the what was the favorite? I can't remember the name. The favorite for the it was like a five to two odds, wasn't it? Yeah, or something like that. That one guy had laid two point four million mm. on that horse. Well, that's amazing, isn't it? But it placed. I think it placed. But if what, I'm not second or third, not so. mistaken, though, the horse that won sold at auction for less than a thousand bucks. That's right, Bob Bob Baffert. Sold for auction, and then the owner that had him, I think, was paid thirty five for it once it. But you know, it was like a yearling, right? It was a yeah. I think that is the owner. Um, so that was one thing that was kind of I think really stood out this year on this year's Derby is the Saudis did Dubai. Yeah, he was from Dubai. Dubai. We've really been hearing about them coming into Kentucky and buying horses, and they fly them back over and they train them. But they're they're in the winter circle. And so, but I think the other backstory on that is the fact with his daughter who says that she's not necessarily free. There, there's another backstory on that deal with that owner of that horse owner right there. So I don't want the daughter's free. No, no like no, from a no. Like I, I see what you're saying. She's yeah. She's feels like she's almost held in captivity. Yeah, and there's some other. Female. There's some oh, other. Was that the owner? Yes. And it's his like a da- kidnapper. His daughter's name is. The first name. Zaydan? No, I think the name of the horse. Medina. Oh, Medina. Medina, Medina is her name, if I'm not mistaken. Medina Spirit. They started, actually ran. Sounds like a Kentucky Derby murder mystery. It like, sounded a little weird, like, whoa. But I didn't yeah. catch all mm-hmm. that. I missed all yeah. that stuff. So. Dubai, I've been there. Dubai, what an amazing place. And they were mm-hmm. building that, but holy cow. You know, there's it's, it's a different piece of the world over there. Yeah. Apparently, a real good fly fishing uh, exp- uh, place to go to now for saltwater fly fishing out there. So, the yeah, uh, yeah Bob Baffert seventh seventh horse trained. He didn't. Let's see, Country House. He didn't train Guinness's horse, right? I don't know. I don't know. But you know, a lot of those trainers have come under so much scrutiny with the um, medications they're given to these horses and. Things like that, of course, and I don't know what the regulations on it. Uh, totally out of my element, you know. They, they no got horse they racing. got commissions and stuff like that. But there's like horse racing all the time. Yes, there is horse racing. They're racing horses all the time. Yep. You can find that gambling channel, and they're I mean they're running horses somewhere every day. Yep. So we 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 did have the pleasure of of guiding the uh, was it the 2019 
Kentucky Derby. Oh, I remember. I remember that. Yep. Remember uh, that. Country House. And he's the one. Uh, that horse won by default from the guy that won that finished the. He, he did something in the race that disqualified. Him. They said like bumped another horse or something. Like crossed. They said he cut him off. Basically, yeah. yeah. I thought that's what racing is. What happens I in NASCAR? Too. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Happens in NASCAR like all the time. You close the, you yeah. shut the door. That's it. You do close that slide the, job, that's as it. they call it in NASCAR. Right? Well, I don't think they want you to slide job in the horse racing ring. Congratulations <laughs> to Guinness on the 2019 win. Yeah, that is that is amazing. Mm-hmm. So pretty yeah. cool that we got to know the guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, the Derby. It happened. It came. It went. It was fun to watch. It, it felt a little bit like getting back to normal. The NFL draft was packed up in Cleveland. It felt like normal so i think we're getting closer do y'all watch the draft i, never I watched, watched first round i watched the 14th I never pick it. and i was like i gotta go to bed i tell you what i watched i watched the panthers I'll, waste another season they didn't waste another season <laughs> dale 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 i'm sorry listen that man they gave up more pass passes how they, they like, non-defense just but you can just, you can get hey, them guys hey, off the practice hey, squad hey <laughs> just relax it ain't my Cowboys. I, you know, at least my Cowboys did take some defense this time. I, I watched the uh, I watched the Pat McAfee show on YouTube. I like watching Pat. You know, former you know punter for the uh, Colts. He's they're they're hilarious. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> they did their own thing, and it was sponsored by I think Traeger. So every time a pick came in. Here come the Traeger grill, and the grill would open up. It was like oh, sizzling really? hot pick, and it was a steak, you know, silly. sizzling. And so cheesy. Uh, it would, yeah, so it was good. I kind of watched that because the other stuff, man, there's only so much of those dudes you can handle. You know, Mel Kuyper and those guys arguing about this pick, that pick. Yeah. And I just like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn it off at this one. No, I'll turn it off at this one. Let's see what the football team takes because I'm because it all affects my Cowboys. Yeah. You know what are they taking? I can't believe the Cowboys traded with the Eagles. Yeah, I was surprised by that. Sacrilegious. They switched. What's spots. happening? Oh man, yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, draft uh, Braves are going to full capacity at um, in Georgia at their events. The next NASCAR race in Atlanta is full capacity, so the tide is turning. But it didn't. I mean, like I said, like Florida couldn't leave in their emergency orders. That means Tampa Bay and my uh, the Marlins. That but you, be full. Let me tell you what's hot right now in Florida. It's hockey. <laughs> I thought you were about to say the sun. Yeah, <laughs> that too. But I mean, between the Florida, no, the Florida Hockey's Panthers, hot. Florida Panthers, and the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Carolina Hurricanes that division. That's tight, man. Those, yeah. those three. But hockey down there is king. Well, uh-huh. guys, they can go inside and get cool. Looks like, looks like they may be able to yeah, now. Sign me up. When you yeah. watch the sport. Where's man? the ice? Yeah. Sign me yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Feels good. Hockey, 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 man. It's um, playoff time So, before hockey. we get into the meat and potatoes, yeah. um, kind of a big announcement. You guys aren't even aware I was going to do this. All right. Um, do I need a – I know y'all love surprises, especially you, Bobby. I don't do we need – But a, I have spent the last week and a half building out a new online store for – the fly shop yeah man so um we're gonna see some big changes coming to um the online shop and when you click online it's going to take you to a website that is solely devoted to items on sale for online so it's not like we're gonna have a blog and here's our guide stuff here and here's our 
you know, content here and, you know, about us, it's just going to be boom, one whole site devoted to all of our products that we want to put on the store. So very nice working on it now. It's, it's pretty much built, got, um, getting some products in there every day. So it's growing and, uh, it's coming soon. Hopefully in the next week or so, it'll be complete. Very nice. Absolutely, man. Good job, man. Maybe we'll, we'll reel some people in. G-A-T-A, baby. Reel them in. Get after You're it. going to have the Rena Shannon for a day on there? The Rena Shannon? Rena Shannon. Tell me about this. You take them for a guy to trip. Oh, yeah, okay. I was like 225 uh, for a half day. Uh, <laughs> Rena Shannon. Rena Shannon. Rena Shannon. Ooh, it's like Rena Santa. That's pretty good. Absolutely. So we're going to hop into our topic here. We're going to, it's a, this is really an important one for sure, but uh, it's going to go over something. We, we got a, a piece of mail a week or so ago. A gentleman apparently had a, uh, had a 12 foot blue Saturn raft with an aluminum frame that was uh, removed. He didn't say stolen. He said removed. Is that what he said? It says removed from the Tacoa River about one mile below Blue Ridge Dam on or about April 9th. See that thing. Um, if you have any information, you can contact the Fanning County County Sheriff Department. Um, there. How hard do you think that Sheriff Department is working on this? I don't know, but anyway, you know he's he's had a sounds like he's had a boat, his vessel removed yeah. from from that his sucks. possession. I also lost a Fenwick four weight with a Lamson. Yeah, and two Orvis Helios eight weight. Mm. Eight weights, man. They're getting it's some big trout down there. Yeah. So if anybody kind of sees that and have any information, contact the Fanning Fanning County. Is it Fanning? Fan, Fannin. Fannin County Sheriff's Department. There's no G's, and there's only one G, and that's in Georgia. Hold that picture up to the camera, Bill. Okay. Yeah. They're like a nice boat. Two, two-seater. There it is. Two-seater. Yeah. Man, he, he mailed that to the shop. There we go. Man, he's got blue and white seats in it, too, man. I mean, if that's ain't a dead giveaway. Um. Yeah, is that kind of? I don't recall. Most seats are solid color, aren't they? On yeah. or about April 9th. That's still on yeah. or about. Like. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. We put, you know, if you bolo, be on the lookout. There you go. But, but that being said, just I mean, honestly, it's the lesson yeah. right there is kind of your watch, wife, watch, have your kids, watch your stuff, <laughs> watch your stuff, man, watch your <laughs> stuff. Well, Bobby, man, welcome back. Hope you and your wife had a good trip. Yeah, it was fun. Good. We, we didn't do too much. Okay. It was some drag racing. I played That's some exciting. tennis. I, played I did see tennis. the tennis shot. <laughs> did you see me? Bobby out there. So, so the question was, did you grunt? No, I don't, I don't do the grunt. You know, the, when well, I got, other than the, <laughs> just trying to stop myself Shannon, from I never falling over. <laughs> Shannon, stop. <laughs> so, What's the matter, I, Dave? I don't know if you're happy to see me or playing tennis. I can't figure it out. So... <laughs> Maybe need to record it and have a button. I did notice, here was the key about Bobby playing tennis. Yeah. He was wearing shoes. Yeah. Now, we can hike 10 miles in the Yellowstone Wilderness, and he's going to wear, like, some skiff shoes. Yeah. We, we can go stand on a trade show floor all day. He's going to wear some flip-flops. Yep. Or some skiff shoes. Yep. He actually put sneakers on. Now, I'm not going to call them tennis shoes. They were not tennis shoes. Mm. They were sneakers. They are like some, what, New Balance uh, well, those are Brooks. Brooks. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can play Brooks. Yeah. 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 So, but uh, yeah, wearing, wearing some shoes, some real shoes for the right application. I was impressed. Tough to play it in sandals. I'm Even sure you tried. I think it would be painful. It's possible. A little, 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 bit, a little bit of toe wet. Mm-hmm. Not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tennis, man. Tennis is making a lot of sounds on mm. today's podcast. Mm. Yeah. 
Oh, man. So what are we talking about today? Y'all got that figured out. You. So it was Bobby. We're talking about terrestrial fishing. There we go. Terrestrial Somebody fishing. wrestling. wrote that down. Why are we talking about terrestrial fishing? Because it's about to happen. It is happening. It ain't about. It it's actually coming is. In. And I think the biggest segue to this is the fact that DH is ending in, you know, three weeks or so. Yeah. And it's time to transition over. And if you're not, and you owe it to yourself. If you have never fished a terrestrial, you need to dedicate How do you some say time. That? Terrestrial. Terrestrial, ET, extraterrestrials. You need to fish them. Yeah, we're in the mountains of North well, Carolina. They, they work on delayed harvest. Absolutely, too. because there's ants, there's Japanese beetles, there's inchworms, there's all kinds of terrestrials out there. There's tree hoppers, there's grasshoppers. So interesting topic for today. I was down in the Little Tennessee yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryson was doing some kayak lessons. Hot rod too, wasn't he? What am I doing? I no, I was he's... like. He's pointing oh, at you. Yeah, I was Man. Like, Who's behind me? Uh, um, uh, so the ghost? Yeah, we're we're getting ready. There's dragon like it was after that first round of rain came through yesterday and dragonflies were emerging. So little dragonflies drying their wings off on the weeds by the bank. There were hoppers. Bryson caught a hopper right there before he he, he set sail down the river. Um and uh saw a snake. This little queen water snake, you there know, you nothing, nothing harmful. Little sneaky snake. But it's just a good reminder. Yeah, season snake. like we are, dude. It's here. Well in the spring, yes. and and everything's coming alive. Yeah. Yellow sallies were hatching like crazy. There were sulfurs. Like, it's a great reminder of how amazing these rivers are. Mm-hmm. Seeing the little Tennessee, um, I just wish I had trout, man. But it's all. But like I said, it's a good reminder of what these rivers would be like if. We didn't have NC Wildlife or Duke Energy. Like the tuck would be just like the Little Tennessee in terms of like there wouldn't be any trout in the tuck really, for the most part. So I don't know. I love that. I love the Little Tennessee River and was it was exciting yesterday to see those terrestrials coming alive and just kind of like that had to be like the first day that dragonflies have emerged probably. I don't know. I have to imagine that was the start. Yeah, I haven't seen any dragonflies, cool. so maybe it was yeah. first day. Yeah, you find them things in the river, they will scare you. The nymphs, they look like something alien. I mean, dragonflies kind of do too. <laughs> well, I yeah. know, but the nymphs, man. I remember um, Nick when he was working here. He put some like nymphs in a little cup of from, like they scared the fire out of me. I was like, "What is on top of our fly bins?" I remember that. Yeah, I didn't recognize it at the time. Mm-hmm. Now I know. So, what's your favorite terrestrial, Shannon, and why? I, I've got, I've got a, I've got a few, um, you know, an ant, an ant, and uh, the reason why I like an ant is because there's always ants crawling around the creeks, on the rocks, on the trees. There's black ants, there are red ants, there's combination of red and black. There's cinnamon colored ants. You can fish in top water. You can sink them. You can fish a hard body ant subsurface. Um, they fish well. Fish key in on them, and the reason why they key in on them. According to a study that was done, uh, I think back in the 90s by Tennessee Tech over at Big Creek of all places, that during the summer when they when they actually pumped those trout stomachs, even though there was good populations of other uh, bugs out there such as caddis and things like that, uh, I think it was over 90% of the trout's diet they found to be was terrestrials. Mm. And they related that to, you know, to the protein. 
Um, I'm a firm believer that if you just had one small box and if you had just some of your favorite go-to terrestrial patterns, you could fish all summer that way and you would be in excellent shape. Mm -hmm. Excellent shape. And I think people are afraid sometimes of size. So, you know, you folks recently see me, you know, fortunately, you know, caught and released that brown up in the national park and personal breast, you know, that guy and, and gal. And, you know, I, I was, I was doing that on, you know, a chubby Chernobyl and you think, okay, why a chubby Chernobyl, you know, a couple of weeks ago? Uh, well, because number one, it's, you know, you've got this fly does a great job of imitating not only a terrestrial, but other patterns, you know, it could mm-hmm. easily be a, be a stone fly. You change the color of the body and things like that, but Man, what a, what a great pattern! You can, uh, you know, change the colors. Very buoyant. It works really well in a fast water. Uh, you know, change the foam color, change the body color, uh, change the leg color, change the size. For Pete's sakes, it's just a good all around fly. And probably who got me fishing this more here than anybody else was Casey. Mm-hmm. Casey fished chubbies all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, Casey always fished a tub, chubby. But if you want to drop a hard body ant or any other type of dropper, this is a great one mm-hmm. just to really start with. It's just a basic fly. It's easy to tie. If you don't want to tie them, we got plenty of them in the bins, all different colors. And they work all yeah. over the place. They do. Take them out west, fish them. It makes you no know, sense. Everywhere. But they work. Mm-hmm. They yeah. they work. And that's, uh, I you know, to me, is an easy one to go to right off the bat as far as a big one up top. Various colors, of course. And, uh, you know, talking to Marvin Cash, his favorite terrestrial is a Japanese beetle. Once again, you can fish it up top. You can fish a Japanese yeah. beetle subsurface. Quite, quite effective. A lot of different patterns of beetles. Um, they're easy to tie. You're out there tying. You can do them real simple. You can make them complicated if you want to, or you can really simplify them. Basically, with some black dubbing, a piece of foam over the top, and then right here where that orange is, uh, which is for us for visibility, you can put a piece of white up there. You can put, uh, I mean, you can put some of this, uh, you know, Antron yarn, whatever you want to, pair post, just for you. I mean, it's it's simple. Don't complicate it. Yeah. I mean, as big as you want, small as you want. But they work, man. Now, are there, since you're more of the fly tying guru, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Do you recommend a millimeter size on that foam? Because you can buy foam in different thicknesses. Yes, I, I agree with that. If you're going to be doing your hoppers, you know, your bigger hoppers, like a panty dropper hopper and, um, you know, those things, a Fat Alberts, uh, you you might want to go with a thicker foam. But, it, you know, a two mil or a three millimeter foam is going to do the job for you. That'll get most. It's going to do most of it. And yeah. you can also take and get some uh, 3M adhesive and spray. And John's done this. You can glue different colors together and just sandwich it, let it uh, cure, and then cut the pieces, and you get a two-tone look out of that as as well. So you can do that with your foam, and uh, I encourage you to maybe experiment with that a little bit there. Yeah, but it's a it's a great tool. You know this this hopper here has got a lot of detail on it. Uh, popular out west, mm-hmm. um, you know you see that you see that profile. Um, the way this these legs are on the back of this one here takes a little bit more. Skill set mm-hmm. on that? Nope, but nope. I'll buy that every day. That's why we got him here, Mister Dale. I ain't got you with covered. That. Got you covered. And then there's the other color. And um, but they they just work great, man. They're fun to fish. Fun to fish. What else you got there? That's oh, we got the, all that's kinds. The other of panty dropper. Yeah. Don't call me the panty dropper, man. Whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, ooh. Oh, oh. back, DA. Oh, oh. you're cut off. One. No yeah. more, no more 147 for you. It'd have been very little. You should have one of those swimming in there while you're sipping. Well, you know, in, in our um, our thumbnail, we've got I've got the you know the the brook trout you know swimming inside yeah. of it, and they got the mayfly right there. <laughs> you you never noticed that? Though? Yes. I oh, okay. Some I, folks may have never known it, I so I did tell do you're that. Proud of it. I was. I'm, I'm proud of it. It looks great. It was. Anytime I do something on the computer, I'm proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> I get an email to send right yeah. away. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. So obviously you guys are kind of quizzing me a little bit. What Dale, what what uh you got a favorite terrestrial or do you mess with terrestrials? That's whichever one works best. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever let me let me rephrase this. Do you ever set out, hey, I'm I'm fishing terrestrials? Um no. no. Okay. No, I can't say it unless I'm out west. Um, but no, I mean, no, I, yeah, those hard body ants I do like dropping. Yeah. Ants, not pants. Ants. Hard body ants. Ants. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think I, I enjoy making that switch. Like you're fishing a mayfly, fishing a mayfly, it comes a rainstorm, throw on a terrestrial, got knocked off a leaf, and you start catching fish. You know, like you see that, that switch happen like oh, okay the hendrickson's not working anymore let me tie on the um the the beetle or the ant whatever was just on a leaf that got knocked off and and watch them just light it up for 10 minutes so i do like that that transition but i don't know yeah i i, I enjoy fishing the um the chernobyls um because you can drop other things underneath them and we were fishing on the tuck a couple weeks ago and we fished one, um, and they're like, "Really? You know, this thing doesn't really match anything that's going on out going, you know, hatching right now. I don't, I don't see anything flying around like this." I was like, "Well, a fish just came up and ate your indicator, so I don't think it matters, <laughs> right?" <laughs> so let's if if we're gonna have an indicator, let's make sure it has a hook in it, correct? And, and so the Chernobyl turned into our indicator, and we had nymphs underneath it. Yes, um, and you know, nothing ended up eating the the chernobyl but hey at least it if something would have you know and i think everybody has fished a delayed harvest in north carolina has had that opportunity when a fish comes up and eats the indicator yep i mean it's a big orange ball white ball pink ball whatever and there's no rhyme or reason why and then again they won't go back and hit it again and once you switch over they ain't rising but sure gotcha bobby so you got a favorite one that you like to uh, I'm I'm a Chernobyl guy. I'll gotcha. throw them things all day. Just yeah. different colors, mm-hmm. you know, depending on early summer, midsummer, late summer, something like that. Um, I honestly haven't fished a lot of beetles. Ants, I fish a lot of those, but beetles, I've, I haven't put a lot of effort into throwing beetles. So, don't have a reason why I haven't. It's just the Chernobyls and the ants seem to work for me. There's a lot of ant patterns that don't look anything like ants. Yeah, like some of those Western ant patterns, I don't think. They look almost like a coachman more than, you know, uh, an ant. Like I agree. We see it. I agree. But I guess, you know, you have to think about what the fish sees. Mm-hmm. And so out west, if they see, you know, the, the, the white antron, nylon, whatever, Z-Lon, um, that's going to blend in with the sky better out there than it will here, right? Is somebody for real calling me again? Yeah. You're, just that, you're just Your that popular. Jumping. But you know, I took the time last year and I bought a few of those patterns like you're talking mm-hmm. about. And I brought them back, kind of dissected them, fished them, 
made a few modifications to them, but I took the one straight out of the fly bins from Big Sky Anglers out there in West Yellowstone, Montana. Yeah. Went up into the Smokies and was, was fishing and was um, tried other patterns first, more, say, our traditional type patterns, you know, Charlie Whoppers and Palmers and things yeah. like that. Put that on. I just wanted to compare and then immediately started catching fish on those particular ant patterns. Yeah. And in some cases, they they kind of look like a small version or really scaled-down version of a chubby Chernobyl. But the color combinations of the red and the black, more of an icy dub, more sparkly dub, you know, to them. Yeah. And a very small. So you could do like a 16. I was about the smallest I went on those, which is pretty small for a foam body fly. I mean, they were they were all over all over those things, and you're looking. Okay, so why are they taking this in the, in the middle of the creek versus the edge of the creek where there's no, you know, you shouldn't have anything out there like that at that particular time is what I'm yeah. getting at. But there, it's it's amazing what will trigger the trout. Just to, the key, That's man. Just something they haven't seen in a while, you know, or whatever. Yeah. They just want to jump on it. And, yeah, curiosity. Yeah, I mean, with, with that being said, a lot of not not a lot of people fishing terrestrials. Why not? Yeah. I mean, go yeah. to the opposite. Yeah. You know, you know an ant. Right, easy to tie. You can tie parachute versions of them. You you don't have to go this detailed or the cinnamon color mm-hmm. is amazing. You know, like why does it work? It just works. Yeah. You know, so that one is a good one. And uh, the other thing that is often overlooked when it comes to terrestrials, we think about grasshoppers, we think about beetles and ants and inchworms, which are always a favorite. And that's, I think, why green palmer works so well. You can yeah. bow cast that under your rotos where your inchworms are hanging, and you can get that fish. Like Dale mentioned, falling off maybe after the rain, some wind, that, that can be fun to do. But we often forget about the moths that we have in the area, and there's a lot of different species of moths in North Carolina. But, uh, you know, this cream-colored, kind of tannish-colored moth that I'm holding up right here, uh, you always think about fishing spruce moths out west, but I will tell you right now that moths work really, really well here. And if you take the chance and you fish something like this or this particular pattern, uh, you will catch some fish. Saw you one you will creek. get fish. They, they will. Have, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's like, yes, they're going to go to water. They do. And I don't know why. Yeah. They can't swim. They get thirsty, man. So are you out there at night with your flashlight trying to draw the moths in and casting? No. But I mean, it's, it's, but Why you not? think about it, but you're, but look at all of those different members of the moth family, I should say, that are always around. Like, like Dell said, you know, the creek, the water, you know, there's, there's darker color ones, there are brighter color ones, but they, some of them do make their way to the water. And what a big meal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is like, I guess, going to Ruth Chris's steakhouse. I've never, never well, been, but. I you know, say you ever try a moth? For the right amount of money, maybe. But I mean, it's just a moth. There's a challenge. There's the challenge. You know, but uh yeah, we we you know, we these things that are overlooked and forgot about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the fun part about terrestrials is you get to see for the majority there are some subsurface like the ants and stuff, but for the majority of it it's top water. So you get to see the eat or the rise even if they don't eat it. But man, they're so easy to see. Like from a visibility mm-hmm. standpoint, Man, you can throw them anywhere in the creek and you should be able to see it. You know, like it is just a big bushy mess laying out there, you know. So I think that is what makes it so fun is you're not fishing a size 18 or 20 bluing olive or something. You know, you're throwing something that's on a size 6, 8, 10 hook 
that's big and bushy and you know it makes more fun for you because it's easier to to pick it up get a better drift because you can pay attention to the fly more all that absolutely so it's definitely something i'm like shannon i think uh if a lot of the listeners out there will just you know buy a dozen terrestrials um put them in a box and just go straight out and fish and fish and fish it's no different than fishing a dry fly get a good drift Think, think like where a terrestrial, hey, throw it under trees, throw it under bushes because that's where they're going to fall off. You know, like we mentioned, after a rain, heavy wind, anything like that, a bunch of stuff's going to be in the river. And uh, they're great, man. They are. I love fishing them. Uh, one piece of advice, you need to change your leader and tippet. Yeah. You know, throw in some of these bigger flies. Understand that. If you're fishing, you know, thinner tippet, 5X, 6X, you're going to start to get that twist. It's not going to work out well for you. Mm-hmm. Fish, fish it. That's it's okay. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, learn how to fish it. Yeah, honestly, challenge yourself to learn how to fish it. It will make you better in the long run for sure. You have to throw these things on three weights, and you don't have to have a big rod either. No, they're light. Yeah, they look they look big and heavy, but yeah. they're pretty light. Mm-hmm. And you'll catch so. you'll catch little tiny fish, little brookies, and things on this, and you'll catch you know big fish. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. You'll catch fish if you recall. Last year, a few times when I opened up the Bryson City shop, we opened up at 10. I would go to Deep Creek. Yeah. Early in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Throw right. chubby. That's it. Throw in the chubby. With a, with, a purple, with a purple underbody, you know. I own it. Killer. I mean, it was just like, boom. Yeah. Just going up through there, hole hopping, um, you know, down around Tom's Branch Fall, places like that. You know, just, just yeah. on it. That's Other right. patterns would not work. I mean, to the point, let's try this, that. Nah, this ain't working. Go back to this, yeah. right? Just to see. Your curiosity kills the cat, per mm-hmm. se. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it, it works. So far, this spring, my biggest fish, whammo, whammo. Bounce it off Bounce it off a big old rock. Let's let it fall in a small little window. Boom. You, you know, it's like he launched his whole body out of the air to get that fly. So, yeah. I mean, it was – what a great take. You know – on these bigger ones, I think the takes are a little bit more aggressive. Mm-hmm. We're on your smaller ones as we get into summer. It could be still a sip, but you're getting fish, and it's usually good quality fish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's really good quality fish. I love it. I do. I get excited over stuff like this, passionate about it. Yeah, man. I, I think you can tell. I get it. Shannon wants you to fish terrestrials. Come you by should. and talk to him. You should. Get a chubby Chernobyl in every <laughs> color. It's, they're not hard to fish, though. You can't yeah, like really fish them wrong, yeah. man. Don't, not too much pause after that. <laughs> Get a chubby Chernobyl. All the colors. In all the colors. Chubby. I mean, it is. I mean, if you yeah. today a purple one might work, but next week the yellow one might work. Sure. You know, so it's. Yeah. So, so why can't a, a yellow variety. or a gold one be a great golden stone imitation here? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a silhouette. Let's think about what they're seeing versus what we mm-hmm. see. Yeah. It's a silhouette. Your granums, you know, stoneflies, that brownish greenish color. Once again, we're kind of covering a basis on that. Yeah. If you're going out west, you know, come by, stock up on them. Yes. You know, because you'll need them out there this summer. If anybody's going out there in June, July, August, you know, terrestrials will start working. Uh, maybe even into September, just depending on what their weather is like and yeah. where you're at in Montana mm-hmm. or Wyoming or whatever. But, um, you know, through the summer, they throw a lot of these out there. So it's good to have them. Get a bunch of fish. Fishes. Yes. So that's where the wind is real important. That blows them into the water mm. out there. You folks know what I'm talking about. It's been out there. <laughs> yeah. 
are the well, ones that are going. You're going to find out, baby. Well, what's been happening around here? What's the fishing report this week? We got. I'd, a, I'd fish a Chernobyl with a hair's ear on it. I say that fishing report brought, brought to, you to you by, by Norvice. Tie better flies faster, faster. and efficient. That's right. And apparently, if you got Shamrock Green, you're tied lucky flies. That's it. You're tied for lucky flies. Oh, maybe maybe uh, Tim. T- you may come up with a new advertising slogan for Tim's Shamrock Green. It. I think that problem. actually that's his favorite one. Oh yeah, is that what he's got? Yeah, like, I, I'm not for sure which one he ties on personally for the live events, but uh, with his heritage with the O'Neill, that oh, definitely right. yeah, kind of goes that it. way. Um, that could be where Shamrock Green color came from, yeah. right there. Yeah. To, yeah, there we go. Man. Gosh, thanks. Well, just got bourbon all over. I poured more bourbon on the side of this bottle than I did in my glass. Mm. So fishing around here, we've had a little bit of rain today and yesterday. Six inches in two days. But what's what's crazy is some of the rivers haven't come up that much. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah, I got home where it, where it hit yesterday, and as Dell would call it, the Messer Manor weather station. Oh, the, the yeah. Messer meteorology. I had I had right at two inches Man, in the you gauge. Are so loud right now. Right at two inches. <laughs> two inches of rain in the gauge, wow. and um. Think, but it was, but it was fairly clear <laughs> that, out there. That bourbon turned my ears up. Yeah, I didn't think it was that loud. It was fairly clear, you know, as far as yeah. I mean, the rain yesterday was was weird. It was happy. It was just happy it was happy rain. rain. But we yeah. need rain, as I told Mark. We have to have rain. Yeah, it's gotten a little dry. Yes. So uh, officially, Fires. from the um, I guess the NC State lab, mm-hmm. uh, we were in abnormally dry conditions. So the next step is a slight drought. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we were headed that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and we, it, we'd had some wildfires, nothing major, but just right. a small, mm-hmm. right? You know. And it wasn't like groundwater type drought. It was more the everything on the surface, the tender and Relative stuff, was humidity. really yeah. dry. Yeah. Because of low humidity, wind, and those things like that. Um, it wasn't like, hey man, the lakes are low. There's no groundwater. It wasn't that type of drought. It was just really a an increased fire danger. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And in the rain, the levels in the creeks were what I considered easy wading levels. Mm-hmm. Now, after today, I'll go up a little. Not bit. the case, but you know, though, yesterday that the water level this morning, mm-hmm. they were fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, you also now we've got the trees sucking a lot of water out of yes. the ground, so all the everything's come to life and greened up. And great point. You know, so yeah. you're not having as much runoff go into the river. Right. Still greening up too. Boy, it. The Tuck in Little Tennessee, though, yesterday were ugly. Yeah, they looked pretty rough. Well, that the video you showed right there, she was looking pretty right, brother. I cannot brother. believe them kids went down there in kayak. Well, yeah, you, you, Bryson was bold enough, surprisingly, to go down in a kayak. What do you mean, way, surprisingly? But, you know, man, come on. Dale. He didn't even hesitate. Yeah, exactly. He was like, I ain't getting in no ducky. I'm in a kayak. He's daddy. like, baby, take me to Ravenfort. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Bryson, y'all fished the park this weekend. How was that? We Dale? did. Um, when it went to the looch, the looch got the looch, baby looch. <laughs> went to the looch. I, if you want to know what the looch is, you got to come by the shop. <laughs> we'll tell you or listen to episode thirty-eight. Yeah, I don't remember what episode that was. <laughs> I don't. One of those in there. It's, it's close. close to that. But um, no, yeah. So I'd never been back in there, and um, man, you know, it took a while, and it was worth it. Um, I just kind of thought I'd go up yonder and turn left, and I'd be there. <laughs> it's a it's a hall, man. It is. Uh, you go up and over yonder, <laughs> yeah, and down. 
And right. I, that was right. surprising. I mean, I had great views looking out to Black Balsam and in the southern portions of the Blue Ridge Parkway there across the valley. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool. Uh, yeah, the, the, the man, bugs, big, big bugs. You know, if, if number 10, number eight Hendrickson's, um, <laughs> what's that, Shannon? Well, everybody says, what size drives you fish? Shannon's over here. 10. I get yeah. these lo- evil looks yeah. like this guy's crazy. Yeah, like, I, anyway, yeah. it was yellow, um, yellow, lots of yellow sallies. Lot, there were big yellow mayflies that I couldn't identify because I couldn't get close enough to them. But, yeah, took the family. Everyone in the family caught fish. I do awesome. feel a little bad. Kind of did Bryson wrong. Oh. I was like, all right, Bryson, you're going to fish this hole. So we had a timer. Five minutes for each kid, including Stacy and myself. <laughs> That's for Randy. Yeah, yeah, Randy. Hey, Randy. Sorry, Randy. You got to make a pit stop. Hey, Randy. So um, I'll be right behind you. So uh, <laughs> the is that is that how you get Dale to finish up quick? Like, <laughs> No. I just thought, man, I didn't get it. Randy. Randy. That's right, Randy. But, um, so... You have the timer set. I've, I've yeah, I've got the timer set, and you know how you know when you're mapping out your way up a creek and your approach, you, you look upstream. You're like, okay, there's fish there, there's fish there. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I didn't. No, I did. I was like, all right, fish this fly right here, Bryson. I'm like looking at my watch. Yeah. All right, thirty seconds. <laughs> Three, two. One, all right, my turn. Let me have the rod. And I go up there. No, you didn't. <laughs> First Dale, cast. You're, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, terrible, you dude. didn't. First cast, keep a rainbow. Oh. <laughs> and uh, mm. Bryson was like, but daddy. And like, this is oh, after he, I've caught he, it. He, got, he, he got let you. me have it. He's uh, like, that was the hole right above me. <laughs> you done high hold your own kid. <laughs> Took the rod from him. But I mean, we hadn't. We were fishing behind somebody, and we walked all this way. That's right. See somebody coming down. So I like wanted to see. Okay, you know, do we need to move? I wanted to try. And- mm-hmm. That's a great answer. Yeah, that's a great excuse. That's a great answer for my kid. <laughs> but you know what? His time was up. Buddy. Hey, His hey, time was up. hey. I have to admit, I've done the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Alex and Braden both. Let me get. Son, Sorry, I, boys. I said I don't think we want to get hung in that bush over there. Let me cast this <laughs> one here. Oh, bam. <laughs> Well, you don't want to get caught in a rhododendron or something over there. You just right? blurred too many words together, right? There. I did not. Oh man, oh my, that's God. awesome. So yeah, so every you know, all the kids caught caught fish. Stacy yeah. caught her first, um, her first native uh, brookie, and uh, all the kids did. So it, it was a fantastic day, and uh, we were all content with just you know the one fish we happened to catch because nice. um, we had to get back back to back to life. Do you see Bigfoot? I did. Holy cow. He's amazing, isn't he? He did you did you like say hey? Smoke him out wood booger. Yeah, baby. Or booge him. Him too. <laughs> Bigfoot does exist. It's over there on the Booger Man Trail. There is a Booger Man Trail there over there. Is, yeah. It does exist, the Booger Man Trail. So yeah, you you Great found time. it. There's so much to explore over there. Man. Now just imagine. I'll let you know this. That road is wider than it ever has been. Mm-hmm. So imagine in 1974, you know, pulling a camper up through there. Yeah. Or a horse trailer. Yeah. Oh, man. You know? I mean, people now pull, still pull goosenecks, mm-hmm. you know, up through there. And yeah. then you've got more traffic now just to go see the elk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the elk out there mm-hmm. draw a lot of folks I didn't see no elk. Y'all didn't see any? They were in, they were in the campground eating snacks. 
<laughs> Some guys came in the shop the next day, like, oh, they were all into camping. Yeah, they did, didn't they? That's <laughs> right. That's, that's sure did. That's exactly. They wanted right. some. They wanted some jerky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that that area is very neat, though. Once you start on the backside of the mountain, you get into the valley. You you lose quite a bit of elevation. Mm-hmm. But then knowing where you you folks were fishing at, you're not that far. I'll from be the, honest. I'm not sure where I knew where I was fishing. Okay. Well, look at it on the map. You're not that far from from the Koala boundary. Yeah. You know, you look it's like just over a ridge, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. It, it, you when you get to thinking about it here, everything's real close. Oh, it just yeah. takes a long time to drive to it. Yeah, you got to drive right. around the big mountains. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I was coming down there. I was like, well, there's an icicle ridge right there, isn't it? I think is what I was looking at. Up yonder on the AT, them high mountains. I just worry about the water. Yeah. All right. But no, it was a great time. Good. Well, there you go. So the yeah. small streams Bugs. are fishing good. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, I'll tell you one thing yeah. that I do want to say that annoyed the fire out of me. Okay. Is I'm way up here. Stacy got caught in a tree. It was the only time she got caught. It was a like last cast kind of thing. Caught a squirrel. Good for Stacy. And I was going to get the fly out because I chase my flies. I don't like leaving flies in trees. And that's my pet peeve. Mm-hmm. Is I start tugging on her line and there's somebody else's line. They just left a nymph. And now this this tree ain't but 15 feet wide. How are you going to be so lazy you're not going to go over there and get the nymph out of that rhododendron and just leave three feet of tippet hanging in the I don't wind? know. Maybe they were fishing when the water was high. That's sorry. Maybe they couldn't get across. Mm. I was I was upset. Still am, obviously. So, but I got a pretty good nymph out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Do you leave flies in trees? <laughs> I can't get to it. I <laughs> usually it was easy. A lot of times I leave with more flies than I did when I that's started. That's right. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I do. But Bobby's right though. There are some times in some of these I, places no, because that's right. right. I mean, and I get it. But no, it's the ones that are you can. I know what you're saying too. There's. When the trees look like Christmas trees. We, I, I know exactly what you're saying. I, I get it. I really do. But uh, I'd like to get up there with you one day. Yeah. This guys get up there and explore. There's a lot of water up through there. Go get your flies, folks. It's it's uh, it's a great place to visit. But <laughs> Got to echo what Dale's saying, I've definitely seen an uptick in the Yellow Sallies, yeah. like Cahills, uh, all of those particular patterns right yeah. now. This can be some of the best topwater activity of the entire year. Mm-hmm. Of the entire year. And it's only going to get tougher. Mm-hmm. As waters warm up, water levels drop, you get more pressure because DH ends. It's going to get tougher. Yeah. So right now, honestly, this and going in maybe the first, second week of June, it's going to be a prime time. Yeah. Prime time. Unless you're willing to get up at 4.30 in the morning, hit the trail, get back somewhere and get away from nobody. Yeah. Is that. That's right. Okay. So if you want a shot, this is it. I had a great question in the shop this week. Um, what's today? Today's Tuesday. It was last week. Mm-hmm. down in Bryson and gentleman said man everything seems weird up here I was like what do you mean weird like fishing's great <coughs> water level's great like I, I don't know and, and he said well I'm seeing I'm seeing people in places I've never seen before and I was like well man you know a lot of, a lot of people getting into the sport alright but keep this in mind folks nobody comes into a fly shop Asking where they can go fish where everybody else is fishing. So if you see somebody on a trail, just understand they're out here looking for the same thing like you are. Yeah. I mean, I hiked up. I took my family, a nine-year-old, seven-year-old, and my wife. We walked up 1.6 miles before I even took the rod out of the tube. And as I'm putting this rod together, here comes a feller walking down the trail. And I said. Beat you to it. He beat me to it. And he did. But you know what? We still caught fish. Like, I didn't let it ruin my day. Like, it's all good. You know, there's so much water. 
Don't well, let it ruin your day. It didn't ruin your day because you stole the rod and the hole from your kid. Absolutely. But to Shannon's point, it's a great time to be here, especially when you can help a nine and seven year old catch their first fish on a dry fly. Like Madeline, I don't think she's seven. She don't think she understands. Like, yeah, that's awesome. Man. She caught a fish on a dry fly. That's cool. You know, like that's cool. I mean, I was thrilled about it. Yeah, that's where Braden caught his first wild brookie up there. Yeah. Is I can take you to the spot. Yeah, you know that's that's cool, yeah, man. I mean, that's that's, that's yeah. awesome, man. You don't forget it. Ah, no, it's 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 a great place. But man. so moral of the story, you're gonna see people. Um, visitation to the Great Smoky Mountain National Park is obviously last year was the most ever, and it was in a pandemic. So this year they're anticipating it being a little more. So just be mindful of that, and yeah, get up early, go back further. You know, challenge yourself, be safe. It's kind of surprised to see that feller fishing by himself. But I mean, it's not too dangerous. Up, I've done it for years. I know, and, and, I know and, but this but, guy was old. No, but I mean, Tanya's made a point. You know, you should probably have somebody with you. Mm-hmm. He might have had a Garmin in reach or something like that too. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, just people are carrying. He things. did actually. Wife he walked by us. He said, mm-hmm. "I mean, it's." He said, "I fished about 150 yards up and quit." And I was like, "Oh, that's not too bad." And then he walked about another hundred yards and yelled back, "Oh, actually, it was two tenths of a mile." And I was like. Big difference in 150 yards, <laughs> two tenths of a mile. But we caught fish. It was great. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Glad you had a great time. Thanks, man. I was kind of in the limbo on what I could do that day. So, yeah. 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 Well, that's fantastic. Well, cool. Great job. Fishing report. Get up here and go fishing. The moral of the story so, is everything's working. Yeah, for now. Right now, it'll change. Right now, everything's working. It'll change. Top pay, water, sub Pay attention to stream flows. I had to update the link on the website. So if you go to the tuckflyshop.com and uh, USGS changed some of their code stuff, it was weird. So now you just click on uh, stream flows and then um, the button opposite of the Duke Energy button. Just click on it. It'll take you to the site and show you the tuck and the little Tennessee and the kind of lefty and all that. So yeah, just pay attention to that. And also our video on how to read those charts is now right below that oh, awesome. on the site. Fantastic. So if you got any questions, definitely check that video out. Yeah. And then after you've watched the video, feel free to call the shop. Be glad to help you. Yep. Yep. The dams are still working. <laughs> the dams are still working just like they used to. That's it. That's perfect. So next week, or our next podcast episode, we're going to start a series and we're going to talk about some packs. Yeah, we'll go through the packs every week. So I think we're going to start with the chest packs. So mm-hmm. looking at the new Orvis, they've got two sizes in their new chest pack. The uh, we'll talk about the fish pond cross currents and the uh, zero sweep by Anqua. Yep, yep. So yep. if you have any questions, go ahead and start shooting them to us. Yeah. Something you want us to point out in the pack, we'll do our best to do so. We'll give you our opinions about the pack. They're all opinions. You know, that's just that being said. There's no perfect pack. Absolutely. Um, so we'll talk about that and get that going and hopefully educate you folks on some of the new product or some of the existing product that's out there. And like I said, go ahead and hit us up. If you have any other questions, comments, complaints, concerns, just go ahead and email them. You'll see that. Eh, hold off on those complaints. <laughs> yeah, let's. <laughs> we'll back, DA. We'll back. Hey. Hey, it's all good stuff, man. All good publicity. That's it. You know, we're not perfect. That's it. We're only human, born to make mistakes. All right. Anything else, gentlemen? Thanks again, Stephen and Caroline Horton. Yes. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The pretty bottle. It is.
Who uh, who was the uh, artist on that? Uh, Russ uh, Richard Sullivan. Richard Sullivan, former Major League Baseball player and artist, commissioned for the twenty one Derby art. It's very neat. Shannon said it looks like color pencil. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it's it, and Dale laughed. I'm like, no, I mean, there's color pencil artists. No, I know there. And is, there's charcoal people who use charcoal, which is really neat how they do that too. Th- this I think is like um, it looks more like oil pastel kind of stuff. Watercolor, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. All the above. Yeah. All the above. So you're telling us Bob Ross. It could Ross, be all water. I think it is all watercolor. Bob Ross didn't do this. That's impressive watercolor, man. Just anyway, saying. if you know, let us know. It ain't finger paint. God, that was fun <laughs> back in the day, wasn't it? Does Stacy do finger paint and math? No, she's a math teacher. That's right. Finger painting math. I don't know. You never know. All right. All righty. We'll give a special thank you to Norvice whoop, whoop. for making this episode possible. To learn more about the Norvice fly tying system, visit www.nor-vice.com or visit them on YouTube at Norvice and see the Norvice in action. With that being said, we're going to get out of here, and I think let's go get something to eat, fellas. That's it. It's time to eat. That wraps up another exciting and informative episode of the TuckCast with a splash of bourbon presented by Tuckaseechee Fly Shop and Guide Service located at 3 Depot Street, Bryson City, North Carolina and 530 West Main Street, Silva, North Carolina. Be sure to visit www.tuckflyshop.com for streamflow information, book a guided trip, or even shop for your favorite Tuckaseechee Fly Shop gear. Follow the crew on Facebook at Tuckaseegee Fly Shop, Instagram at Tuck Fly Shop, and on YouTube at Tuckaseegee Fly Shop. If you have a question or comment, feel free to send those to info at tuckflyshop.com or give us a call 1-828-488-3333. For Coach Dell Diesel Collins, Bobby the Bearded Wonder Bennett, I'm Shannon, Big Mess Messer. We'll catch you next week. Be sure to catch a few fish out there, won't you? Y'all take care.